Bridget and I'm here with Ashley. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, doing good. And I'm really excited about sharing this series, everybody, because I think it's really relevant for just so many of us who are facing exams, dealing with stress and all the pressure and, oh my word, the list is endless, isn't it? Um, (laughs) And I'm excited about unpacking this week's topic um, because it's something I find really hard. It's something that I... Yeah, I think, you know what, even as an adult, I haven't nailed this. I, you know, I think sometimes I can really get caught in worrying cycles. This week we're thinking about worrying. And um, the episode actually is called Worried Sick. And I think that saying comes from this idea that we can worry so much that we actually make ourselves ill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think back to like exams for me and I wasn't very well. Like I ate rubbish, didn't sleep. And you know, the, the phrase worried sick is, you know, potentially points to way more extreme versions than that. But like, I didn't look my best. I looked pretty rubbish as in terms of like, you know, I hadn't slept and all that stuff. So I think that's one of the reasons we want to unpick this today is like, how do we deal with the cycles of worry? Um, and like, how do we process all that, you know? So mm. Ashley, can you, can you relate? Like, can you relate oh, an example of being worried sick? Like, what does that mean for you? Or what, or what does that mean, like, for you in your past so far? Do you know, I always say that I'm such a worrier and a stressed out person. I, I must say this over myself, like, once a week, which is terrible. I feel like I shouldn't speak over myself. But I am such a worrier. And, um, yeah, I remember being at high school, and doing exams and always worrying and you know that time between when you finish the exams and when that SQA text comes through or if you get it by post or however you get it email now I don't know how maybe they TikTok it now I don't know and the way that way is so long and it's so worrying to see am I going to get the subjects I want to do next year am I going to get into uni we build up all these things that um that we feel we have to do and it's it just takes over your whole body I feel worry as well it's in your mind it's in your tummy that's why it's worried sick because you know you get that little tingly feeling in your tummy and yeah it just it overtakes everything and worry's so unhealthy but it's also so normal but it's there it's it's like last week it's like the stress what do we do with that where's it coming from why are we feeling this way so yeah I completely relate to being worried sick <laughs> And I think we're not saying here, don't worry. So we're not going to turn around and be like, don't worry, guys. All going to be great. Because the reality is, like, you're probably facing stuff that, you know, isn't necessarily great, do you know? But I think it's like, where do we let the worry take us? And how do we, like, rein it in a bit? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm hoping to share some kind of, with you, Ashley, some, I guess, tips and helpful ways of trying to process maybe the worry that folks are maybe feeling. So the first thing I wanted to kind of think about today was like thinking about listening to your story. So thinking about listening to yourself, Mm. which I know maybe sounds a bit weird, but it goes back to where we ended last week about awareness. So Mm. listening to your story. So listening to like, where is your mind? Like, I don't know about you, but I often like, um catastrophize things so yes. something happened and before I know it I've planned my funeral I know who's coming and I think <laughs> about what is on the menu for the spread afterwards we're such kindred spirits Bridget I'm well, such a catastrophizer as well 
<laughs> food is the most important part, right? I want to throw my pals a good party. Um, but what I'm trying to get to is that actually, I often don't realize I've done that until I'm way down the worry, like the worry hole. Yeah. And actually kind of reeling yourself back from there is really hard. Or like another example is, I don't know, you're worried about someone, how someone's going to respond to something, or you're worried about something that someone's going to say. So then you imagine yourself saying it back. And then before you know, you've had this big argument in your head and they've run away and they've left and they don't want to speak to you ever again. And, you know, you've not just fallen out of the person, like you, you've ended the relationship and none of that's actually happened yet. It's just all happened in your head. <laughs> like you know what is the condition of our minds like how often do you let yourself go down those rabbit holes and I understand why we do it because we want to stop that happening so in some ways our bodies are saying let's think of every option so we can like get risk averse and not have to deal with it like there's a reason we do it okay so I'm not like rubbishing that Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm just saying how aware are you of where your mind goes with things and why Mm -hmm. um and so that was one thing and the next thing was so somebody I remember saying to me somebody said to me oh Bridget how do you feel about that and I can't remember what it was about so clearly it wasn't anything massively groundbreaking in my life but um I remember being like I actually don't know mm-hmm. I had like no idea how I felt about something and then they said to me can you feel how you feel about something in your body and I was like oh. pardon it was a good question, wasn't it? And they said, what they were meaning is like, was I aware of holding stress or holding worry and anxiety in my body? And I was like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really tight over my shoulders. My chest feels like I can't breathe properly. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, how does that feel? I was like, oh, it feels quite suffocating. Oh. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Right? And, okay. like, and your chest, like your, your back, which is, how does that feel? oh, it feels really painful and like I can't get away from it. So then she was like, so how do you feel about that situation? I was like, oh, I feel quite suffocated and I can't get out of it. I wow. just listen to my body. That's amazing. I love that. Do you know, I often feel it in my body before I feel it anywhere else. Oh, like, yeah. I just the same. feel it in my shoulders. I grind my teeth every night. Like I always feel it in other places first and then I'm like, there's something bothering me. And I'm like, yeah, I, I've been holding on to this for a while. I've been holding on to this worry. It's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Everything mental is so phys- physiological as well. Massive. Another thing that I've noticed is, I mean, I'm quite, I'm quite scatterbrained anyway, but when I'm chilled out and I'm not like feeling worry and stress, like I, I, can, I find it quite easy to manage a lot of things mm-hmm. in terms of like I kind of thrive like that. Mm-hmm. I know that the minute I start dropping more than one plate in a day, metaphorically speaking, although often it is actually practically, <laughs> I know that actually something's bothering me and I'm not coping, but yeah. I might not be aware of it. So an example, I start forgetting things. So I'll leave my wallet, I'll leave my card in the card machine, um, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one day I left a card in a card machine, I left my iPad in a car park, and I left my keys in the ignition all in one day. Oh dear. <laughs> We've got really good insurance in our house. <laughs> um, and so that's a behavior, isn't it? Mm, yeah. It's a behavior that my body's like saying, hey, Bridget, I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, you've got way too many tabs open in your brain and you need to shut some of them down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we share that to think about like, how can you start listening to yourself? So what do you observe? So 
where's your mind going automatically when something happens or when you get a text from that person or when you think about your exam next Monday or when you where does your mind go Mm -hmm. are you carrying your feelings somewhere in your body so are you really stressed out are you feeling the pain of what you know me and Ashley were chatting about or have you started to notice like patterns in terms of how you're behaving they tend to be indications of something else don't they yeah Um, and even just like the thought patterns we get ourselves into naturally it kind of links the first thing doesn't it but like you know when x happens what what is our automatic reaction yeah how are we reacting to things Mm -hmm. how are we responding to people that we love because it's often them that get it oh yeah and i think let's be honest often people we care the most about who cause us the most stress yeah. If we didn't care about them, then we probably wouldn't be so stressed by their behavior. <laughs> Just putting it out of there. Okay, cool. So if like me, your mind's gone down a really dark, deep hole, your body's like hurting and you can't do anything because you keep forgetting everything everywhere. Help me out. How can I start to respond differently or help myself with those kind of situations? I think that... Um to start to kind of break this cycle of worry, one of the first things and most important thing is naming like the fear or the concern. Like what is it we're worried about? And like saying it out loud. Mm. I think sometimes we carry things for so long by ourselves and we try to work out on our own. And then when we finally say it out, we're like, oh, actually, that this isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, or this is what I could do about it. And then I think going from that, like, there's two paths for your worries. I know that I'm such an irrational worrier. So many of my worries are completely irrational and I'm fully aware of it. Um, so like, if it's rational, like, what can we do about it? Like, how can we deal with it? Is there something we can do about it? Again, it's like last week. What can we change? What can we do? Um, and if it's not irrational, like, what what's the root of that? Is there something deeper going on there? Is there something we need to dig deep down like chat with our friends about and kind of see what's going on there um yeah I'm not sure what you think on that on that Bridget but yeah no that's really good and I don't know about you but my reasons for holding on to stuff that I can't control is because I don't want the outcome to be what it is Mm. um or the unknown of the outcome so Mm. like we're talking about exams and school and stuff. So um, actually, I'm not in control to a lesser degree or extent about how I'm going to handle an exam. What mm-hmm. I can control is how I rest and look after myself. What I can control is I can do my best mm-hmm. at studying. But actually, that's all I can control. I can't control whether that is, whether that translates to being an A, B, C, D, E, F, W, whatever, you know? Um, the same way in a situation where someone's upsetting me, I can let them know. I can try and resolve it. Mm-hmm. I can't make that person behave in any way that they don't want to. Yeah. Um, but sometimes the reason we want to hold on to the control is because we, we don't want the answer to be what we don't want it to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's where your comment about being rational is really helpful. And I think some of that is to do with awareness and the maybe the expectation. So I feel it's expectation that I have to get an A and if I don't, I am a failure. Mm. If that is the truth I'm holding to, then every single time I sit my exam, how am I going to feel? I'm going to feel like I'm probably going to be a failure. 
because none of us can guarantee that the studying we've done or the managing of what we've done is going to translate to an A. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas if the truth we hold is, actually, I've done my best Mm -hmm. and I've let go of the expectation that I have to get an A to be successful. And I'm, I'm, I'm being really honest, right? I know sometimes we have to get A's if we want to go and study certain things, and that is rubbish and it's so hard. I know it's hard because like, exams don't reflect our intelligence. They don't. It's so hard, but I guess it goes like this: topic here is about us. How do we deal with worry, and we deal with worry well or better when we learn what we can control and what we can't, and how we stop some negative worrying patterns impacting then how we turn up. So ironically, actually, you probably are better chance of getting an A if you manage to deal with your worry. And that mm-hmm. might look like letting go of having to get an A to not be a failure, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think you were saying this before to me, Ashley, like we worry because we care. Yeah. We worry about the relationship's going to fall apart because we don't want it to. Mm-hmm. We worry about failing an exam because we really want to pass. Yeah. And like, that's really natural and it's really... It's like there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing, yeah. Um, but often it is, isn't it? But often it takes us down a path that actually it's just so draining, so draining. Um, and when I was thinking a little bit about today's episode, um, I was reminded of um, a passage in the Bible. It's from um, one of the Gospels. It's Matthew 6, and it says, Therefore, do not worry. Um, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. And then it reflects on, like, it says, look at the birds, um, like, God looks after them. Like, you look at the grass and, like, God looks after that. So if God can look after the birds and the grass and you're his children, how much more is he going to look after you? Mm. And I do think that worry, a lot of worry is a choice. We choose to worry. Um, and I think we sometimes get, you know, we get into the pattern of worrying. So that's when we get down the rabbit hole and we haven't realized how far down we've gone. So it feels like this thing that actually controls us actually so often we actually control it and it's a choice of where we let our mind go it's a choice of where we let our fears go and I think the root of worry is fear it's fear of the unknown it's fear of the worst it's fear of a repeated experience happening again so I know that you've faced things that have worried you before um but how could we maybe take this idea that God wants to look after us he wants to take care of us but actually he wants to provide for our needs. How does that help us out, Ashley, when we've got an exam to face or we're dealing with the pressure from parents or we're dealing with just the worries of life? Oh, big questions. Yeah, um, maybe them at you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I think that um, how we can navigate worry in the face of exams and expectations and things is really to just remember that no matter what happens in the exam, like God has an amazing plan for you. And I think we're going to talk about this in another week, but it's worth saying twice that, um, that yeah, if God provides for the birds out in the fields and make sure that they've got food, God has got an amazing plan for you and he's going to provide all that you need. And the thing is, things are going to happen whether we worry about them or not. Whether we go down the rabbit hole of worry and spend hours or not, whether we choose to continue down that thought pattern and enable our worry, like are we enabling our worry? Um, These things are going to happen anyway. So we may as well put the trust in God and not in our mind-wandering plans that we've got. I think it's really just 
trying to actively hand it over to God and leave it there. And that's so hard. Um, but I think just remembering that, you know, are, are we enabling our worries? Are we playing a part in that? Because if they just come and they're there, then that's one thing. But then, you know, are we giving them time? Or are we choosing to let God's plan prevail? I always remember every time I left an exam, I would always pray that now it's in God's hands. Like I've done, well, God was with me in the exam, but all that is done is done. I can do no more and it's now in God's hands. And that actually made me feel so much better. All my friends would be comparing their answers and I was just like, I don't want to have this conversation. I'm I'm going home now and I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to forget about the exam. It's done. Like God is going to deal with it now. (laughs) And um, yeah, I think that actually gave me a lot of peace when I left an exam to know that nothing more can be done and that God's plan will prevail in the end. And that helped me a lot. (laughs) And I think it's like when we choose to have that relationship with God, we recognize that actually we've invited God into our lives. And so actually we're giving him control over a lot of things that we normally would think that we were trying to control the outcome of. (laughs) And it's remembering that in God, we are good enough. Mm. Yes, we are. Yeah. So I didn't get all my subjects that I wanted at school. Fact. Um, now, some of that was because I didn't have a good study strategy. Some of it was because of other stuff we talked about. And I now look back and I've got hindsight. So it's easy for me to say this now. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with how things turned out because I know how God's used them. Yeah. But what I can take is from that lesson that I've learned, how do I apply that to the things I find hard now that I don't know how it's going to end? Mm-hmm. You know, like God takes good care of me. So God takes good care of you. And um, the part he asks you to play is the, I'm going to do my best, but I want to hand the worries to you. I want to hand the stuff that I'm finding hard. I want you to help me with it. And from that place, then things can change. Things can feel different. They can start to look a bit different. Um, And remembering to pray to God about the small things, like praying to God about, I don't know, like, I don't know about you, but like, I used to get such a dodgy tummy when it was time for exams because I was so nervous. Mm. Like, I found myself praying about my dodgy tummy. And I'm like, do you know what? God cares about that stuff. Um, and that God cares about our tummies and everything. He does, he does, doesn't he? And like our pen works. You just know? small things, but actually, He promises us. It's a promise from God that He will give us good things. Mm-hmm. So, in some ways, like if I believe that and I hold on to that. Mm-hmm. then that changes how I maybe feel a little bit about some of the stuff that's causing me stress. Um, I think the last thing I wanted to quickly say was worry and fear is actually a choice, generally speaking. Um, and often there's really, really good reasons why we fear things or why we feel worried. Um, but we can't hold on to God's good things and experience the fullness of those things if we're still also holding on to the worries that say that God's good things for us is not true. So, you know, if we want to start worrying less, but we keep telling ourselves there's all going to end in rubbish, guess what? We probably are not going to see the good things because all we can see is the worry, right? So if we want to see good things, we have to let go of some of the worry. We have to hand it over to God. Um, And it is the control thing, isn't it? It's relinquishing control. It's letting it go and go, God, I trust that if I totally bomb these exams... I feel my best subject and I fall I fall apart on the floor. Um, somehow, God, that you are big enough and good enough 
that you can take care of my worry and my stress. Mm. Um, and that's what he said. He says, you know, um, he says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. So come to me all those people who are worried. Mm. Come to me all the people who feel that they're carrying too much and I will give you rest. Take upon my yoke upon you. So take on what God only asks you to carry um, and learn from his example. And his example is you've got to put it on God. That's ultimately Jesus' example, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so as we finish today, like Ashley, um, would you mind praying for us to help us um, think about how we can put maybe some of our worry onto God and hold on to the things he says about us? And the good thing he's got for us. Yeah, I would love to. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much that you have a good plan for us. God, we thank you that you're a God who provides and loves and cares for the big things and the little things. Lord, and you know that exam stress and worries are such a big, important thing in our lives, Lord. And I just pray that you would help us to just so tangibly hand over our worries to you, Lord, that we would put them in your hands and that we would leave them there, that we wouldn't take them back and try to make our own plans, but that we would leave them with you and that you would just lift them from us, Father. And then, Lord, I just pray that you would surround us with your peace so overwhelmingly, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast. Uh-huh. And guys, uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening and hearing some of our thoughts. And yeah, we'd love to hear um, from you guys. Is there stuff that has helped you with your worry or that kind of thing? We'd love to hear your ideas and comments. Mm-hmm. And then next week, really excited to share about all kind of study strategy, like studying well, like how do we actually practically walk that out? So tune in for more conversations around that next week. But until then, hope you guys have a really good week. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.